Welcome to CityGraceNY.com. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at City Grace Church. And they've been in uh, the United States for about a month, um, visiting different churches and making connections and friends. And uh, we had, I think God just sort of arranged for us to run into each other at a prayer summit uh, a number of weeks ago in Pennsylvania. And um, he was sharing a little bit about his work and about the state of the church in India. And I thought it would be great to, to learn more from him and, and hear what God has put on his heart. Um, of course, you know, India is primarily a Hindu country. And so um, one of the things that God has really given him a deep hunger for is reaching Hindus, not only in India, but around the world as well. And uh, yesterday we had a special gathering at Pastor John's place, and we were able to hear more about the state of the church in India. Um, so in different parts of India, you know, there's not very many Christians. And so it's a, it's a heavily persecuted minority. And um, the persecution has intensified in the last six years um, because of the current political climate in India. So we were able to learn more about that. Um, but Reverend Patol, he's got three boys uh, who are back home in India. And uh, he's the executive pastor of two churches. And he's also the leader of his denomination in India, which is similar to the, the Christian Missionary Alliance church that we have here. So we're very honored to have you and your wife. Thank you so much for coming to New York City and for visiting us today. And we look forward to hearing what God puts on your heart to share with us this morning. So let's give him a, a round of applause. Good morning. Indeed, it is my privilege and honor to be a part of worship of these churches. And uh, I strongly believe that uh, we all believe and trust that our God is here. He is a living God and uh, his presence is here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Our God is living God, therefore we are here. If our God is not living, then we are not here. But it is true that our God is living God and he has a power in his presence. So today we have uh, the living God with us, his presence in our midst. Before we come here, God knows the inner needs of us. Maybe a spiritual need, mental need, any other needs. And today God is going to minister us. Is going to meet all our needs. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. And with that, please sit here so that God will fill us more and more. Uh, we are so honored to uh, be in this country. This country is a very beautiful country. Uh, we have been meeting uh, people and we have been uh, encouraged uh, because they are so open uh, to pray for us. And that is our need. So today, uh, I'm trying to uh, share about my family and then a uh, uh, little about uh, India, India so that you would have a, a central idea of what's happening in India and how you are going to pray for India. And also, uh, I'm, I'm going to share about uh, what ministry we are doing in India uh, as a family and as a church. And uh, maybe and after that, uh, we would have a word of God, what God is speaking to our hearts. How you would be a part of the larger mission that's happening around the world. Because I think it's an international church. <laughs> you know, Indian people are here and then 
uh, you know, people are from different countries. So it is a wonderful picture. And let us uh, be open. Uh, uh, something special is coming uh, to us today. Can somebody say amen? amen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, this is my family. Um, uh, picture is always uh, good so that, you know, you can have back in your mind. So whenever you pray, you know, you see our, uh, our family. Uh, we have our three uh, sons. Uh, eldest, his name is Joshua. He's uh, 12 years old. Uh, second is Joel, who is uh, 10 years old. And uh, uh, youngest, he is uh, Johan. Uh, he is uh, 8 years old. My wife's name is Sucheta. Uh, we are really blessed family because God is using us and uh, God allowed us to serve him continuously. Uh, <clears throat> so this is our family and uh, we are really blessed. Uh, I would go to uh, slide number seven, please. Yeah, I would like to share about India so that you would have uh, much uh, information about uh, India. Uh, India's facts are follows. Um, population in India, about 1.37 billion. People groups in India, as a 4,635. The dialects and languages in India, 1,652. And cats, there are 6,400. This is a little about India. And this is a present uh, map of India. Next slide. <clears throat> the Indian religious uh, statistics. Hindus are 79.8 percent who believe in 330 million gods and goddesses. Muslims 14.2 percent and uh, Muslim population is rapidly growing in India. Christians are only 2.3. This is an official figure, but unofficial uh, that are between 3% to 4%, because sometimes those who convert, they don't uh, report to the government that they become a Christian. Therefore, uh, official is uh, 2.3, but it is uh, more than 2.3. <coughs> Sikh, 1.7%, Buddhists, 07 and Jains, 0.4%, and unaffiliated, 0.23%, uh, and others, 0.65%. So <clears throat> this is a uh, little about our India, and uh, it is uh, very challenging this, uh, to serve this country uh, because of the population and the languages and... Uh, you know, different types of groups and, uh, you know, different uh, caste. We have a caste system, and therefore it is uh, very challenging uh, to minister in this area. But we want to thank the Lord for uh, his call to our family, and uh, <clears throat> we have a, a ministry. Uh, we have a children ministry, and uh, we are involved in children ministry. These are the children of a very uneducated family. They live in the slums, and... Uh, uh, 
when parents go uh, to work, these parents are unattended, and uh, uh, children, uh, the children are unattended by the parents, uh, and uh, sometimes because the parents are not ha at home, uh, these children they grow in uh, bad habits, uh, and uh, particular the area that we are working, uh, the children they develop. Uh, negativity, they uh, grow in negative thinking, and uh, thus they lose their confidence in studies and uh, other things. And we have found, you know, when we started this uh, ministry, so we found in those areas, there are a, a couple of youngsters between 8 to 10 years, they have committed suicide. So this was growing there. So we prayed and we thought to you know, get into uh, this ministry so that uh, we would develop positive thinking in their minds and uh, we would increase uh, their confidence uh, and uh, we would try to make them to get well educated and grow in a positive sense and at the same time uh, we want to preach a gospel to them because after all only Jesus can save them. This world maybe give the worldly thing but only Jesus can give them uh, eternity. So we are trying to uh, minister them. So we bring them uh, for different uh, kinds of programs. We have uh, medical camps. We conduct uh, drawing competitions. We have a singing, music. So these are the reasons we bring them uh, uh, to us. And uh, during uh, when we spend time with them, uh, we bring uh, stories from the Bible, and then we try to inject a good thing and a positive things in their minds. So we are really blessed uh, to uh, this thing. We always remember that Jesus said, let children come to me. And uh, it is uh, church's responsibility, it is our responsibility to bring ch children to Lord Jesus Christ. So exactly we are trying to do that. So we have uh, uh, many uh, kids when they come us, we serve them. Uh, snacks, food, sometimes we give a gift to them. Whenever there are uh, sponsors, uh, we bless them in, with uh, different kinds of things. Uh, my wife is very much involved in this. Uh, next, uh, next slide. We conduct a medical uh, camp. Uh, these are the children, they come from slums. So they, uh, cleanliness is, uh, you know, it's very uh, not usual for them. So we have to uh, teach them, you know, to uh, take bath every day, use clean for clothes, cut their nail, brush your teeth. This is a very uh, basic thing. But, you know, we have to teach them. And then we had a medical camp and we gave them a medical uh, kit. The idea behind uh, having medical, uh, medical camp, uh, we wanted to inject that our body is a temple of God and uh, we have to take care of our body. So that was the message we wanted to inject in them. Therefore, we uh, took this medical camp. We are also involved in a uh, woman ministry, and uh, we serve broken, poor, lonely women uh, from uh, slums. Uh, we found there are a particular group uh, who go out from home in the morning, and they go home to home, houses to houses, to clean their house, help that. Uh, maid, uh, maid servants, and uh, they always out of home. 
and they don't take care of themselves, they don't have uh, anyone whom they can share their pain, their problems. And we found they sometimes they grow in uh, bad habits, sometimes uh, they carry the sickness in their body, but they can't uh, share anyone. There is uh, no one who can hear them. So we got connected with these women, and uh, <coughs> initially we just uh, brought in our connection, we uh, built the bridge uh, to just uh, hear them. And we used to just encourage them to open up. So they used to open and then God gave us uh, opportunity to, to pray for them. And that prayer and that fellowship grown up and then many women, uh, they come to us and then we have a monthly meeting with them. And uh, we uh, just try to have some fun, some games and, uh, uh, you know, to just make them open, uh, make them feel at home so that they can open and then we get a chance to preach a gospel. Uh, <clears throat> Sometimes, you know, there are lonely women, widows, and then we go and celebrate birthday with them and, uh, you know, to just make them uh, that they are loved, uh, they are cared, they are not lonely, uh, we are there, you know. So that uh, message we try to inject uh, in them. And uh, every Christmas we have a, a gospel preaching meeting and uh, we gather maximum uh, people from other faiths. Uh, Christmas is a time where we can openly share about Jesus because uh, all people are in mood of uh, having Christmas parties and all. So we take advantage of that and we openly share about Lord Jesus Christ. So we uh, always have a, a Christmas party. So party means all people, uh, they come. Then when they come, then we discuss about Lord Jesus Christ. We tell them what is a Christmas, uh, why we celebrate Christmas, uh, who is Lord Jesus Christ, why he has come to this world, what he has done for this world, and uh, what we have to do, how we can accept Lord Jesus Christ, how we can have a forgiveness of our sin, how can we uh, be uh, cleansed and purified by uh, Lord Jesus Christ. So we share all these things openly and sometimes we uh, share Bibles and uh, literature so that people can have uh, as a gift of uh, Christmas. Uh, Christmas is a, a, a time of giving gift because God has given us a valuable, very precious gift. Uh, Jesus Christ to this world. So it is a time of uh, giving gifts. So we try to give them uh, such a gift that you know, uh, speaks about Christianity and uh, Lord Jesus Christ. So these are the uh, couple of things we do. And uh, we give an altar call uh, after preaching gospel if anybody wants to uh, have Jesus uh, in their life, want to be saved. And then once we... Uh, and many women... Uh, they have come and they said, we want Jesus Christ. So this picture that uh, shows how much people need Lord Jesus Christ in India. And the only thing that we have to do is we have to share Jesus to others. If we keep uh, Jesus uh, with ourselves, the people will not be saved. So that lesson we have learned, that we have to keep sharing uh, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, also, we, uh, we have a heart for the women uh, of villages, uh, those who are serving, those who want to grow in the Lord. So we try to bring them from different cities and different villages together. 
and uh, we conduct a women conference. And in that conference, we bring uh, all women together and we teach them more about Lord Jesus Christ. We train them, we encourage them. Uh, especially, we bring them together in order to appreciate them, uh, reward them. Because in back in India, uh, men are very much uh, rewarded and appreciated because they are always in picture, they are working. But there are many women, they are working behind the curtain and they are not appreciated. So we take time in this conference to appreciate them, meet all their needs, their travel expenses, their food expenses, their accommodation. We provide everything. And then they come there and uh, they learn, they have a presence of the Lord, they worship the Lord, hear the word of God. And by doing this, we just want to encourage them, strengthen them, strengthen their faith. And we said, now you go to your places, your villages, and you serve the Lord more effectively, impact the city. Because every city we cannot go. So we try to bring people together, strengthen them, and challenge them. Go and impact your cities. Go impact your villages. So these are the uh, couple of things that we do. And uh, we have uh, uh, this type of uh, ministry. Uh, <clears throat> so today, God is uh, you know, speaking to our heart. When we came in this place... Uh, the worship leader, he was talking about the mission and uh, how, uh, you know, God is working in this place and therefore I said the presence of God is here because the thoughts are connecting uh, and then he says we are here to continue the mission of God. God already has started a mission, uh, preaching gospel and saving people, that's a mission very specific task, and we all are missionary. Wherever we go, we carry Jesus Christ, we carry light. We are the salt of this world. Uh, so today, he spoke about a mission. And uh, uh, the brother Don, he laid uh, a prayer which is very much connected to what I'm going to share. So that shows that God wants to take us to uh, some specific point today. And therefore, I would encourage you uh, to please uh, uh, be open what God wants to share, to, uh, God wants to uh, hear today. I would go to uh, slide number two, please. Uh, yeah. So today, <coughs> we are going to hear what God wants to hear today. Uh, Nehemiah is the one of heroes in the Bible. We all know the story of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a great person, and he is known to rebuild the wall and uh, gates. Bible says the people of God, the people of Jerusalem, they were in trouble. They were in distress. So today I, uh, I, I want to speak about the title that I have given uh, today's message is Arise and rebuild. Arise and rebuild. And we can uh, learn something from Nehemiah's life. Nehemiah, known uh, to be a man who rebuilt the walls and gates, the distress and trouble people were. And when there is a trouble, when there is a problem, the faith is always challenged. 
the walls were broken and the gates were burned wall were uh, walls were the security safety for the people in those days and gate was a beauty of the city so gate and walls are there so people are very safe inside but the situation here now the context here that no walls no gates so the enemy can come any time and attack people and therefore the people of god were in fear when fear goes up the faith always been challenged and it was a spiritual a problem that nehemiah was dealing of course he built physical walls and gates but he was dealing with the spiritual brokenness of people people were broken because of fear they were not having a very open life they were they were uh, bothered about their children they were worrying about their children their future you know senior people old people they were not having a peaceful life that this was the uh, situation there and nehemiah come and bring all their joy happiness back in their life by building walls and gates but the question that we need to ask that how could nehemiah do that today we see in this world brokenness many people are broken in this world sometimes you know they don't show brokenness but inside them there is a brokenness and therefore we have to arise and rebuild and bring their take out their brokenness the first thing that i find in nehemiah's life that he was a man of compassion was four he was a man of compassion bible says when i heard this word i sat down and wept and moaned for days that shows his heart was uh, full of compassion he inquired about people how is my people how is people of god how they are doing and he got report that they are in trouble they are in distress and by hearing this his heart moved he he moved he full of compassion the nehemiah was a man of compassion and therefore he could bring the joy happiness peace and faith back to the people of god today my dear friends if you want to serve this world we have to be a compassionate people without compassion without love and concern we cannot serve people in this world our god is a compassionate god he could not see people are dying in darkness and therefore he sent his begotten son because he is a compassionate god bible says the jesus is a jesus was a compassionate when he saw people hungry and moving and he moved with compassion with compassion he served people in this world now church existing in this world how can church serving people without compassion sometimes churches are not effective impacting the cities because of lack of compassion we have to be a compassionate people we have to feel people's pain their distress their problems we need to understand i was studying about the compassion and uh, it says that compassion means completely understanding a person who is going through a distress and problem understanding him 
being a part of his journey and trying to take that person out of that distress and problem that is a compassion understanding people and helping them that's a compassion my dear friends we need to understand this world and we need to be a part of their journey and we need to take them out of their distress and their problem that's a compassion i remember mother teresa you know mother teresa she never never married but she became a mother how because she served people with love motherly love she was a woman of compassion even she is not exists now but she has given a birth to many mothers now there are many many mother teresas in india they are serving they are meeting the needs of people mother teresa when she was walking on a street she saw a person lying on the street and she full of compassion she went to that person grab that person clean that person taken that person to a hospital and giving a life to that person and there she started her journey of mother teresa my dear friends when we become compassionate we bring a great changes in a person's life not only person's life but we can make a changes good changes in the entire city entire a society and the whole world nehemiah was a man of compassion nehemiah was not only man of compassion but he was a man of prayer were four says when he heard that he sat down he fasted and prayed my dear friends when we receive a vision when we receive a call we have to pray for it we have to ask god lord this is what vision we have received this is what the thought this is what a dream i got i need your favor the nehemiah prayed because he know that only prayer can make things happen it was not easy for him it was a great vision it was a great work a difficult work but he knew that only his god can help him and he said lord i am discussing about what i have received in my mind i want to go and bless that people i want to take their problems out their distress out i want to bring that people in a good shape but without your help how can i do give me your favor yes. that was the right prayer my dear friends we can learn very specific things from nehemiah's life and when he was praying he was not focusing on a society he was not focusing um, bringing a changes in others but he was focusing bringing change in himself the changes in the society starts from me many times we want to change others and we fail to change ourselves and therefore we are not effective Nehemiah was very effective because he started changing himself how he changed see the content of his prayer he said lord your people my parents and i committed sins against you lord first you deal with my sins forgive my sins i confess clean me make me holy make me righteous because i am going into society to bring a great changes in them so that change should take place in me so that i can bring a changes in them my dear friends many times people want to serve the lord many times they want to be a part of church but they don't want to be a righteous 
They don't want to deal with their sins. Today we need to deal with ourselves. We need to repent. In our churches, they don't want to hear the messages on repentance because they don't want to do that. They don't want to hear the messages about sins. The moment pastor deal with this, they said, oh, pastor, today's message was not good. But they want to, they want to hear more about the prosperity. Pastor will say, you would get car, you would get bungalows, you would get this. Oh, pastor, there was a powerful message today. <laughs> My dear friends, we need to deal with our spiritual life first. And that's a message. Remember, the first sermon of Lord Jesus Christ, repent. Because of the kingdom of God is near. This is the first step serving the people. Without this, how can we serve? He was a man of prayer, but he prayed very right prayer. He didn't ask any materialistic thing. He asked, Lord, I don't want anything, but I want your favor. The once we receive a favor of God, we receive all materialistic thing, all favor from people. See what happens when God gave a favor to him, his king also gave a favor to him. The people gave a favor to him. And everything came together. And he could do that. And therefore, my dear friends, we have to pray. We have to pray for ourselves. We have to pray for the vision that God has given. We have to pray for people. We have to pray for everything. Pray, 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 pray. Somebody rightly says, when we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. <laughs> Hallelujah. And therefore, less prayer, no power. Um, no prayer, no power. Less prayer, less power. But more prayer, more power. Hallelujah. And therefore, keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Somebody says, if you can't do anything, pray. Your prayer will bring a many great impact on the societies. The Nehemiah was a man of prayer. And he brought the changes in him. And then he could bring changes in the society. Third thing, he was not only a man of compassion, he was not only a man of prayer, but he was a man of sacrifice. He was in a comfort zone. He was in a palace. He was a cupbearer. He was having a good life. But he said, my people are in distress. How can I be there? My people are hungry. How can I eat there? My people can't peaceful sleep. How can I sleep in the palace? I want to move from here. My dear friends, if we want to bless this society, sometimes we have to come out of our comfort zone. And our God sacrificed his begotten son. Son sacrificed his entire life. The Christian life is carrying the cross. You know, Christian life is not in church. Christian life in the society. When we come in the church, you know, church is like a gas station. You know, car goes to gas station, I feel it. Car doesn't stay back. Car moves around. And that is what the church is. We come here today to fill ourselves, the presence of the Lord, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the power. When we are filled, we go in the society and we empty that to people. And that's the Christian life, my, prayer, my dear friends. Sacrifice. We have to sacrifice. You know, cross means all sacrifice. You know, 
in that cross when Jesus said carry you have to carry if you want to follow me you have to carry cross what is mean that you know you have to bear the insult people will spit on your face people will uh, people will and hang you on the cross sometimes you have to give your life sometimes you have to share your blood and that's a carrying cross sacrifice christian life is a full of sacrifice and i remember uh, john and betty uh, in 1907 uh, he born and uh, betty born 1907 and uh, till 1934 they served the lord uh, but how they brought Uh, changes in china they were missionary in china in those days and they were young couple and the communist people they have uh, caught them when they were preaching gospel and they brutally killed them when the betty was betty was carrying the 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 uh, the small child and in that situation they gave their life in order to preach gospel they died there but because of their death many many hundreds of people they received lord jesus christ because of their sacrifice there are many churches planted after their death and that's my dear friend when we make a sacrifice something good and a come up they gave their life for china and china received the gospel because of their sacrifice born offer is talking about the costly discipleship he says the discipleship is costly you have to pay the cost in order to bless others there is no other way yes. yeah. we need to ask a question what cost we are paying in order to bless this society what sacrifice i have done in last week what sacrifice i have done last month in order to bless people people are broken they are in distress they are in problem we have to sacrifice something for them so that they would be blessed you know we uh, we have a wonderful uh, story in our church there was a, a hindu lady who came in uh, in contact with us and uh, we we saw her that she is in distress and their problem and she coming from a very uh, hindu background the eldest son accepted jesus christ and there was a fight he was telling his family that you know darkness and light cannot stay together so he left house so the family lost youngest uh, eldest son their daughter accepted jesus christ as she left house the third son made an accident and died on the spot the fourth son he is very bad person so this lady was asking question so everything is done by jesus christ why jesus is playing with my life and with that heavy heart with that distress and the problem she came to us and many months and year we could not understand why she is coming but she is finding an answer she wanted to have an answer why this thing is happening and then we started serving her we uh, we started serving her you know giving her respect to her showing love to her meeting her needs and what as a result she accepted lord jesus christ <laughs> hallelujah 
She just came to ask her and said, why God is happening this? Why are you taking my children? And she received Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus, she sees her eldest son, the daughter, and everyone. She said, when I see Jesus Christ, I have received everything. But I sacrifice our time. We sacrifice so many things too. And the further, what happened is, she is sharing her testimony to her own group. Own, uh, uh, their people, their relatives. And in 2018, she gave a testimony that through her testimony, 10 people have accepted Jesus Christ and they have taken a baptism. Yeah. Hallelujah. So that is a, a result of sacrifice. We work so hard for her. But God has changed her life and changed many, many lives. And therefore, my dear friends, you know, we have to give. Without giving, you know, giving means not always money, but give your kind words to people. Give your time, give your talents, give your education, give your experience to God's ministry, and God will bless you and God will bless the city. So we have to sacrifice in order to bless people. And last thing that I would share with you, and I will stop here. He was not only a man of compassion, man of prayer, man of sacrifice, but he was a man of persistence. He didn't stop in between. He completed his work. My dear friends, we have a very good example of Lord Jesus Christ. On a cross, he said, it is finished. He came with a very specific purpose in this life. And he has fulfilled that purpose. Nehemiah had a very specific purpose of rebuilding the walls and gate. And he said, I have finished in 52 days. Chapter 6 and verse 15, it says the walls and gate were rebuilt. And people were very happy because the security and beauty and all people are enjoying. The joy came back, the distress and their problems went out and all people are enjoying in order to rebuild this, the journey was very tough. And when Nehemiah taken this vision in hand and this purpose in their life, his life, he had to go through a discouragement, disappointment. The discouragement is a great enemy of our life. And many times discouragement comes in our life. When we serve the Lord, when we continue to preach gospel, discouragement comes to our way. But we should not discourage. Nowadays, uh, in India, persecution is very high. Every month taking, there is a persecution in India. Every month. People are going through a very discouraging stage. But we have to keep going. We have to be persistent in our purpose. And Nehemiah was very persistent in his life. He had a problem of enemy. Enemy came and tried to attack. They were showing that, oh, we are stronger than you and we would destroy you. We would stop your work. Again and again and again coming to Nehemiah and showing that hey, we, we are stronger than you. But Nehemiah said, no, my eyes on my God who has given a favor to me and I would finish the work. And that is what my dear friends, and we should not stop what we are doing. And then American people, you know, Chinese people, people from South Korea, they are very much compassionate people. They are praying people, they sacrifice. But the point here is we should not stop doing that. 
We have to keep continue that. And now we have been here with a very specific purpose. Each and every person is not here by accident. It's a plan of God. God has a purpose for every person who are sitting here. Try to understand that and try to raise to that purpose. We have to keep serving the Lord. We have to keep loving people. We have to keep showing compassion, love to people. Because people need that. This world needs that. Society needs that. They are in distress. They are in very bad shape. People are crying. People are weeping. There is a problem of relationship. People are growing in the drugs addict. And uh, uh, so many bad practices. So many things against the Bible is happening in this world. They need us. People are turning from God. They are not respecting the word of God. The great preacher Billy Graham, he says, why the problem is? Because people have turned from the word of God. And we have to bring them back to the word of God because only word can save us and save this world. And therefore, my dear friends, I want to encourage, keep doing what good things you are doing. It doesn't matter, you know, maybe you are sacrificing your things, but remember that God says, that the reward is kept for you. We will have a reward for that. So keep doing good things. Keep sharing your blessings. You know, American, America is a blessed country. And America can impact the whole world. And therefore, we keep praying for America. You know, so much blessing that God has given to this world. Keep sharing blessings to your own country, your own people, the different countries. And therefore, God has chosen us. There are people in India, they die because lack of food. You know, we have uh, three challenges that I will share, and uh, you can pray for that. The first challenge is the population. We have uh, 1.37 billion people. Think about the 3% people reaching to 97% people. It's a huge. We need your prayer. We need your support. The poverty is another problem, in, uh, in another challenge in, the, in our country. You know, uh, you know two-thirds people of India is under poverty. 68% Indian population lives under less than dollar two a day. 1.4 million children die each year in India before their fifth birthday. Before their fifth birthday, they die because of various reasons. 200 million people don't have a sufficient access of food. They're dying because of they don't have a food. About one third of Indian children suffer from lung problems and different physical problems because they don't get a medical help in time. We have a one, uh, one person, one small child, eight, eight to nine years old, recently died in 2018. He consumed uh, poisonous oil when, while playing. He was thirsty and he consumed. Uh, he thought that is water and he consumed that oil. And uh, he could not go to a private doctor because he ha the family didn't have money. So they ran, ran to a government hospital. The government hospital didn't have any uh, advanced equipment. So they sent him to another government hospital. 
and the distance they travel and the second hospital say we cannot treat treat because the serious because he became a serious so they sent the third hospital and before the third hospital they treat him he died just because of lack of medical help in time so many uh, so many uh, uh, cases there you know i want to show one picture in a poverty there is a son there is a boy sitting uh, next slide yeah yeah so that boy you know the in the picture the boy is sitting in a garbage place and he is pick, picking up the food that is a thrown there the waste the people throw and these children there are a big group they come there and they pick the thrown food and that is their food a daily food there are a sister and brother in the next picture uh, they are begging on a street their food is just us food and uh, they eat and that's a, that's a situation in india and persecution uh, the third challenge the first mission challenge is population second mission challenge is poverty and third uh, mission challenge is persecution persecution is very high as i said persecution is very high and uh, every day persecution is taking place and i get sometime a threatening calls you know uh, and uh, people like us when we are in front uh, we have to you know sometime we have to be very bold but you know what will happen from where we do not know but we believe that god protects us you know last month i have to uh, give an uh, affidavit uh, through notarize i have to register that in the government officer or government office that i am not involved in any conversion if i found to be in conversion process they would take a very strict action against me they they would put me behind the bar so this is what the restriction are coming up but and you know, we want to thank the lord uh, because of persecution people are coming together but this is what the challenge in india i want to show uh, two pictures and you can just you know uh, fix in your mind first picture is india yeah this is the present india and when you pray you can uh, pray this way this is the first picture and the white dots you see white dots they are a christianity so white dot that says there are a christian people the believers are there but black spots are more than white so our vision is the next slide our vision is to see white dots everywhere Amen. everywhere hallelujah Amen. everywhere yeah. so the next india will be uh, to your left uh, to your right hand side we want to see india in that way that everywhere the white spots are there everywhere there would be a christian and this challenge i want to pass on to you and now uh, you can become a part of this new india by your prayer by getting connected with us and by encouraging us in any ways uh, that you know god is leading to us and once again uh, thank you very much and uh, just uh, i want to just uh, request you uh, to uh, pray for us and before i conclude i just want to you know uh, encourage you to pause a minute and we can just all uh stand up and uh, just ask lord what is your will what is your call for me today just spend few minutes in your heart